It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah, man. I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, he know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they won a loss, yeah. And who the ball? So listen to Professor Yes, sir. Yes, sir. and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Ville with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. As you see, Mike Washington and Charles Bishop are both on assignment. So I have my next adjunct professor in the building, Jamie Walker. How's it going? Pretty good. I appreciate you having me. Oh, man, it's my pleasure. Jamie, uh, you made the road trip down here. You want to show the MEX some love? Got so to. let's get it done. Absolutely. So let's just get right to it. What are your thoughts in terms of everything that's going on for the MEAC? Uh, what do you think is going on here before I get your predicted order of finish? That, that's what everybody wants to hear. Well, everybody always wants to hear the predicted order of finish. But <laughs> I, I'm, loving, I'm loving the venue so far just with the coaches being open and players being out. It's always a great opportunity just to showcase your squads and showcase the conference in general. Commissioner still should be proud. Yeah, she should be uh, well done. Uh, man, when people see the broadcast uh, from ESPN, not to plug them too much. Right. But I got a chance to see the backdrop in the room in there, and she got the electronic billboard. Oh, they, oh. they, they started hard. Oh, they, they serious over here. Oh, I hadn't seen it yet. Okay. Yeah. Uh. So as you look around the room, um, you have on one side, you have uh, Coach Wilson, the Damian Wilson, the new coach at Morgan State. Uh, and then you have none other than, what is that, uh, who's in the middle over there? I think you have, let's see, I think we're, we're kind of impeded by the trophies in the way. I see Mr. Grant, John Grant over there. Not sure who that is. Yeah, I think that. Delaware State. Yeah. And then on this side, you have the champion, South Carolina State, uh, North Carolina Central Eagles. So I think that's State. Howard. That's actually Howard uh, over you there. You got Howard over there yes. with a big presence. And, uh, yeah, the trophies in the room setting up there. So as we set to see if we can get some of these coaches as they go through here, let's go ahead and get the predicted order of finish. Everybody's heard my predicted order of finish, so I started out a little bit. Okay. Uh, and give it to you so you can then give me yours. You know, I like to give the record. I think it's easy for people to give a predicted order of finish. Absolutely. Like, I, said, so I like to go a little deeper. You know how the doctor tries to do it, you know, go a little deeper there. But before I tease everybody, let me go ahead and get you in. Give me your predicted order finish. I see John Grant running around here. He's 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 excited. He he's fired up today. Yes, he is. You he's see, you see, 
running around Coach Pugh. exactly making the rounds as he should uh of course got two significant events coming up dealing with you know uh does he? division one yes he does <laughs> one at the beginning and one at the end yeah, it starts in Atlanta, ends in Atlanta. absolutely absolutely so go ahead give me your predicted order i tell you what i'm looking at yours and it is eerily similar except for one um at the bottom i i, I would say just because of the late hire i would say morgan state at sixth um i think you have that correct um, Delaware State um, losing some key pieces definitely um, in that in that fifth spot. Um, I would say Howard much improved when you're talking about them having Quentin Williams and then also having um, Eden James in, in a much improved offense. But I would say them at the fourth spot. Uh, I would flip yours and say uh, Norfolk State at three. Oh, you got Norfolk State. At three. I would losing Juwan Carter and, and losing a couple other pieces. Yeah. We will see how they do in as far as bringing back. A signal caller as well. North Carolina Central at uh, second place, bringing back uh, Davius Richard, bringing back um, a lot of key pieces, including Brandon Codrington, who's here today um, at that punt return spot. I think, you know, they'll be in second. But number one, South Carolina State Bulldogs, them being able to win it last year and them having a relatively young team, I think they'll win the MEAC again this year. As you said, a little different from mine, but not too far. No, not too far. Not too far off, so I think you know what you're talking about. I got number six, Morgan State, two and nine. I agree with you, zero oh and five in terms of conference. I think he's a dynamic coach, and I believe he will get it right in Morgan State. Absolutely. I just think about the late start that he has, and where Morgan State was. Is my understanding he only had like 45 people at spring practice. To give you an example, uh, bringing a lot of bat- bodies in. The good thing is the players have already bought in. Yes. So. Uh, that is huge. Academics is strong. As many people know about Morgan State, but it includes the players. They speak about their academics being strong. Little small things that need to get done that he's working on that, that will quickly change and make a difference in terms of taking care of kids and making sure they know they appreciate them. So that's going to be fascinating. So I have them at six. At number four, I have actually uh, number five, I should say, is Delaware State. I have them at five and six, one and four. This is one of the teams that I think can really – throw an ointment in a lot of people's perspective of what's going on, so it's going to be fascinating to see. This is a team, while I have them at five, I can see them jump to two. Wow. Um, I see them getting on the roll. Um, they're going to have the strongest defense in the league, I believe. Uh, even stronger than South Carolina State, which I see is second. Uh, but there's questions on the offensive side of the ball. If they can answer some of those questions, um, they'll be okay. Uh, trust me with that. They will be okay. Then you go back and look a little bit uh, at number four. I have Howard, five and six, two and three. Um, fascinating on them. Know they can score. Can they get some defense again? Opposite of Delaware State in a lot of ways. So Good question. They can ruin it for some people. I'm not sure if I can see them getting to the top, but I can see them ruin it for those teams that many people think are going to be at the top which I have at number three is North Carolina Central. Uh, young team, I have. The, I think they have a championship-level team. I think their schedule does not favor them. That's the concern I have with North Carolina Central. Not that they can't go and win some games. They will win some games, big games. Maybe starting off and shocking some people in terms of against the Aggies. Don't do that, sir. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> uh, matchup, but I think it should be entertaining, which is what you want from a rivalry game. Absolutely. Because in the last couple of years, it hasn't been. That. No, uh, it has not. He has dominated that. They're going to come in there prepared to dominate again, but I think they're going to get a fight from the Eagles. And if they're not careful, Eagles can sneak out of there with the victory. But because of the road game, more importantly in conference play, 
in Orangeburg, South Carolina State, a road game against Norfolk State. I think last year was their year to find a way to get it done. And when they couldn't get that overtime win against um, South Carolina State, they had their chance uh, last year to me to start in Atlanta and literally finish in Atlanta to be the first team to do it. Uh, but that close of play uh, that uh, or two that did not allow them to do it. But this year I think it gets a little difficult. They might be able to get one of them, but I can't see them getting both of those road games. So I have them at three. I can see them sneaking up to two in terms of if they get one of those games. At number two, I have Norfolk State, seven and four, four and one. I know they lost the all-everything quarterback, uh, but Odoms is a defensive guy. He can run the ball. I think there's enough talent at Norfolk State to find a way to get it done, but I don't think it's enough as they have to go on the road to South Carolina State. Everything plays to the strength of South Carolina State. Um, They still feel a lot of questions, so they still feel disrespected, so they're not going to feel themselves. No, as they should feel. Right, and then they have a schedule that really um, fits well for them, including getting FAMU at home. I just told you about Norfolk State and um, also having North Carolina Central at home. Um, I'm interested in terms of that North Carolina A&T game. Now, it's on the road. I, I'm, I'm very that interested in that as well. In that one. Absolutely. Um, I think they had their chance to get the game last year where they were uh, – you really playing well in that game. Mm-hmm. Then Corey um, Fields gets hurt. Gets hurt and – A&T does what a good team in terms of this used to beating a team. They find a crack in the crevice, and they find a way to get it done. So you got to give credit to the Aggies for doing that. Uh, but that's the kind of level that I think in some ways was a, a deceptive to a lot of people when South Carolina State went in their bowl game. When you talk about the two FBS games played, if they play an FCS team, they say they get that one. They say they get A&T. Now you're talking about a team that goes in 8-3. and three which gives you a whole different mindset than a team that goes in 65. Yeah, it was deceiving as far as the record is concerned. If you look up and down that schedule, you're exactly right. South Carolina State was much better than that 75 record indicated. And going into the Celebration Bowl, they were ascending anyway. So that's why I could never pick. I, I didn't pick anyone in the game, but I could never pick against them just because of what they were doing. So you're exactly right about that schedule. Anything else you want to add before we go to our first break and see if we can get in, maybe get in some of these coaches. They're moving around and trying to get to some of their stuff, but uh, want to see about doing that. What are your thoughts and uh, final thought before we go to this first break? Just in general, just it, it's exciting this year because I think coming off COVID last year, you were just so uncertain about what the teams would be with that long layoff. Now this year, um, because some did uh, play abbreviated schedules, but not all teams played. So now – Coming into a full year, it's interesting to see what exactly this conference will be, and I think it's much more competitive than it's been in the past. No doubt about it. So let's see if we can go to our first break. Uh, live, stick with us. Uh, appreciate you joining us early this morning if you're in the, uh, most of the central <laughs> time zone. Oh, yeah. Those many swag folks <laughs> trying to sneak in here and see their backyard cousins and what they get to time. Uh, yeah, they're doing it big. So stick with us. This is Dr. Bills inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington Charles. Bishop doing a special event for the 2022 MEAC Fo- I mean, Football Media Day. I was going to do MEAC Swag Challenge. Uh, MEAC Football Media Day in Norfolk, Virginia. And I'm joined by Jamie Walker. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break.
For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food like jerk chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992 or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, authentic Caribbean cuisine. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love that and who the ball, So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Ville inside the HBC Sports Lab with none other than the coach, the new coach, Coach Wilson. Talk to me, Doc. Man, how's it going? Going well, going well. You know, well. Like, like I said, you know, you can't be fanboy when you do all this, but I'm excited. About this. I can tell you that, right? <laughs> Good deal. I appreciate your support over the years, man. We go back since I was in the, in the SWAC, so I appreciate That's right. It. That's yeah. right. When you <laughs> helped us get to our championship at Prairie View 2009. There you go. Um, as you helped build that, obviously, you had moved over and started preparing yourself for this date mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, right? Indeed. Um, our mid-major national champion, black college champion, sure. going deep into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But you've done that for a while. You know, you had our championship multiple times, right? Right. Three three times in a row. You yeah. know, three times in a row. And uh, we received that award from you guys this year. It was great. 
Uh, that's something that at, at Bowie State University that we take great pride in. You know, so I appreciate you. Like I said, you guys supporting, recognizing the program and the things that we've done over the years. So now this time we had, we got a chance to send you some, some calls. Yeah, yes, sir. I want to yes. ask you the previous question, so we live. I hope you enjoyed that. Oh, they were great. I appreciate that, Jim. <laughs> we'll leave it just like that. But now you get to do something be special. I know you got a building block, so I don't want to take it too fast, but you got a chance to do our major division champion as a head coach to do it at the mid-major level and the major division level. Only a couple of coaches done that. The last one I had officially did that with North Carolina Central. Uh, as they won a black college championship they with a lot of people. They did it, obviously, out mid-major, and then they came back as he transitioned over to North Carolina A&T and then won it, uh, Broadway won it at the major division level. So what are the things that you have to look for to get that done? First, we got, had, got to put a good staff together, and that's something I think we were able to do to put a good coaching staff together. And now, you know, hitting the road recruiting, you know, we, we got got started pretty late. But uh, we were able to get some guys, uh, some guys that can run into the program and guys that can play at a high level. So I think we're off to the right start and getting the culture, the mindset on campus to change a little bit. You no, know, we haven't had a lot of success lately uh, with Morgan State football, but I think uh, we're turning that corner right now. I like it. Talk about the players that you brought with us and why, uh, you know, I think that's always intriguing. Coach has a significant, you know, you have a lot of players you can pick from. In your case, it was short, so I'm sure it's something about these young men that impressed upon you said, this is what we wanted the media day to represent Morgan State in the football program that we built. So what I did was my first Monday on a job. We weren't on campus yet. I had uh, uh, Zoom meetings with all the players on the, on the campus or on the roster. And for those 10 minutes uh, for each player, I asked them, hey, give me two things you like about Morgan State. Give me two things you dislike. Give me something you want to change. And Dexter Carr and Bruce, their, their responses to those questions and seeing the passion in their eyes, they want to be successful, want to win, and they're doing a great job in the community and in their classroom. I think they were two great, two great guys to pick for this occasion. What do you need to be successful this season to go in these games? I know it happens so fast. There's building blocks. Um, fans are excited about this. Um, and there's not necessarily a time limit. Your expectation, I'm sure, um, because of your success in the past, and just as a coach, you go in to win the game. But what is do, do you set a pace in regards to to winning the conference, winning championships, win, getting five hundred? You know what does that look like? How do you, how do you go through that process? We want to win championships right now. You know that's the reality. I, I don't I don't know how to to. to create the mindset, hey, I just want to win four games. I just want to win five yeah, games. I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't know how to think that way. So we want to win each day and get better each day. But at the end of the day, if we take care of the little things, the big things to take care of themselves at the end of the day. So that's our mindset. Just get better each day and let things fall in where they may. Last thing I have for you and then I'll let you uh respond to your fans, family or whatever, whoever you want to speak to. But Obviously, this is the talk in regards to where the MEAC is. Mm-hmm. You're short. Had a chance to speak with other coaches. As I got to come in for lunch, I saw that they pretty much welcomed you to the table, open arms, mm-hmm. with all the type of success. Uh, but what have you learned this quick that talks about the sustainability of the MEAC? Oh, the MEAC is in great position. You know, we, we, we have eight teams with six teams playing football in great situ- uh, in a great position. Our leadership uh, had an opportunity to meet with our commission yesterday, and she treated us, uh, welcomed us with open arms, and uh, she told us the vision of the conference, and uh, the, MIAC, the MIAC is strong, you know, and you look at the MIAC uh, versus SWAC opponents in the Celebration Bowl. I want to say the MIAC has won five of those games, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. That's, that's, that's kind of what it is. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 record is what the record, it, is. record <laughs> is what it is. So I think we're, we're in great shape as a conference, and we're going to continue to push the MIAC forward. 
no doubt about it. Let me give you a chance to talk and share with anybody out there the questions I didn't ask you. Anything you want to share, go ahead at this time. The biggest thing right now, Morgan State supporters, Morgan State alums, we're going to need you. You know, it's an all-hands-on-deck approach, and our student-athletes need you to be involved, need you to be in the, in the, in the stands, uh, pushing this program to the next level. We've had a lot of success at Morgan State in the, in, you know, in, in, in the 60s and the 70s, and, and we want to bring those days back. You know, we want to bring those glorious days back. We have, you know, four Hall of Famers that played at the university, so we want to make sure that we uh, – we highlight the history and teach our incoming uh, student-athletes the history that's Morgan State football uh, and, and continue to move forward to win championships. There you go. You have it from Coach Damon Wilson, Morgan State Uni University, the football program, new head coach. Exciting to get it done. I like the tie. Uh, you met, you dress well. You know, you done learned over the I, years. I learned over the years, you know, had my colors on. I know what it is. Got my little, uh, help got my, a little bit. Got my little sapphire out there right there. You know, I, mean, <laughs> oh, I, know yeah. you, I know you're an alpha, but I can hear nothing. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay. Follow the Black College Sports Network and all of our shows on YouTube. You can find us at MyJBN Online and on all social media at MyBCSN1. I have in me the ability to make you a better you. So if you work hard, focus, stay on point, you can do anything. Trust me. We made this track to tell everybody they can follow their dreams. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn. 
embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together we can be the change. our shows on Facebook at BCSM Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBCU Sports Lab. We're getting ready for our next interview. I heard you got to talk a little bit of Coach Pugh, what, what you got? I did, I did. You you know what, Coach Pugh, is, is when you've been in the profession that long and being able to do what they've done at South Carolina State, you know, you can you can just, you know, fly in this. You can just, you as comfortable as possible. You don't have anything to prove to anybody. <laughs> this side, Coach, we're going to get you right in here. Go ahead and right. finish your thought and get him on there. And, no, I mean, just just that Coach Pugh is just, just built for these kind of moments. I love the, his demeanor, and I love the way that, you know, he just comes off in the press. He's, hey, he's going to win that regardless. Yeah, he's going to win But that right there baby. before the game. Let's get in Coach Trey Oliver, head coach of the North Carolina Central Eagles. As he comes, he's ready to go. This is the man of the hour. He's, this is a bad boy. This bad brother right here. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. He's coming in here, sitting down and talking to us about these Eagles because they will fly. So let's, let's. <laughs> he say fly high. Look at it. Uh, as we dress him down and get him ready there. Coach, how's it going this morning? Oh, turn it down a little bit. That's good. Okay. Coach, uh, sensitive in those ears. We want to make sure you can talk to the coach on the headsets and stuff like that, get plays ready. We got to take care of this now. Right, right, right. How's it going today? Yeah, it is a lot of talent. The MEAC is talented, and in a lot of ways, that talent is recorded in the MEAC Swag Talent Celebration Bowl. You were really close last year. Um, and in a lot of ways, I'm not sure if the Eagles are getting the credit they should in terms of how they open up the season. Um, went on the road, played Mississippi Valley State down there, tough place to play, bounced back, and was right there with South Carolina State. But you have a lot of those players coming back. Tell us a little bit about the talent you got with your team this year. Yeah, we got, uh, I think, eight coming back, starters coming back on offense and seven on defense. And um, 
uh, it, it was really good to see the young guys get a lot of reps last year because we had a lot of injuries. And, um, you know, we're getting a lot of those guys back now. So uh, we're excited about the talent that we have uh, have coming back. And we got to figure out a way to score those three points, man, to beat those Bulldogs. I like that. I like that. Tough schedule in terms of some of the road games in the conference. Um, what is your mindset going into a game? Do you feel there's any major difference in terms of playing at home or playing on the road? Do you see your teams maybe responding better on the road than sometimes they do at home? Well, we try to keep the, 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 the uh, routine the same. Okay. Um, whether it be the hotel and, and what time we eat, what time we move, and all that stuff. But I do much rather play uh, for playing at home in the nest. Uh, I think our menu is a really tough, tough the place nest. to play. Tough place to play in Durham, man. So uh, our, our guys are comfortable there. Uh, I love a fan base, and they really support our guys. But um, on the road, we try to keep everything about, you know, same as far as our, our routine and our schedule. So uh, where, wherever we go, man, it doesn't matter. Put the ball down. There you go. Let's talk about a little bit before we talk about your team, talk about starting now in the Duke Mayo Classic big game against North Carolina A&T. But the fact last year you started in the big game, do you think that helps in any way that you – now this is the second year in a row at least – uh, that I can remember where you start out and what a lot of people receive as a big game where you can make a statement. Well, uh, it's a good, you know, it's a great way to start the season. And okay. uh, sometimes, you know, when you have that, that big game, that classic, the second game, uh, sometimes your guys have a tendency to overlook that, that first game of the year because there's so much hype about playing uh, North Carolina A&T or whatever yeah. class yeah. you're playing in. So um, right now, you know, North Carolina A&T uh, has our undivided attention in the Duke Mayo Classic. Mm. Man, track record of what you've been able to do with your career, uh, coordinator, position coach, championships. I'm not sure people recognize that, but they'll, they'll learn because I'm going to teach them a little bit. But all seriousness, talk about some of the key players that you talked about, the number of that you have back. Who are some people that we can need to keep our eyes on and watch this year as the Eagles do their thing? Uh, our offensive line, uh, last year we came mm. in with 20 guys, and we ended the season with only seven offensive linemen. Okay. And um, – I've never seen us, you know, us get beat up like that before. But, but uh, we got a lot of those guys back. I think up front, Torcelli Simpkins and uh, Corey Bullock. Those are two guys that are probably be playing on Sundays. Thank you. Uh, obviously, our quarterback Kiwi. Uh, uh, um, you know, he's true. He's, started as two freshmen. He's a player, right? He's a, he's a player. Um, our receiving <laughs> core, we have uh, wow. a lot of depth there. Okay. Uh, Andrew Smith, Devin uh, Smith, uh, EJ Hicks is back. So we, we have a lot of talent there, man. And um, uh, running backs, we have a stable of those guys. And, and obviously in the me act, you know, we run the football. That's what we do. So uh, you got to be able to run the football. Uh, defensively, uh, a lot of guys are turning up front. And uh, I think our secondary is probably going to be the, the deepest position on, on the team. Mm-hmm. Man, there's a lot to be excited about down there <laughs> in the Eagles' nests you talk about. Give a little comment, anything I didn't ask you that you want to share with people that they need to know about North Carolina Central Eagles. Uh, great school, great university. Um, uh, we are looking for an exciting year next year, uh, and we want to continue to, to, to uh, put a great brand of football on the field and, and be a, a great representative of the MEAC football conference. No doubt about it. You heard it here first. Coach Trey Oliver, North Carolina Central Eagles. They plan to fly high, as I need to make sure I accent it. I like it, man. This is Young Coach. Good job. Continue to do the great work you're doing, and thank you for your time this morning. Thank you.
great job on the show. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. This is Dr. Ville with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. We're going to move around, um, see if we can stick with you, and then we'll be right back with it. Uh, let me see if I can get things going. Got you, Coach. As you move around with that, let's see if we want to take a break or see if we can get the next coach in here uh, moving around the room and that. Let's go ahead and take a break, and I'll see if I can bring back the next coach. Brian, this is Dr. Ville's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab here in Norfolk, Virginia at the 2022 MEAC uh, Media Day. That's the football media day, all things for all people. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food like jerk chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. Them belly full, but we Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Oh, we've got a Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay. Follow the Black College Sports Network and all of our shows on YouTube. You can find us at MyJBN Online and on all social media at MyBCSN1. I have in me the ability to make you a better you. So if you work hard, focus, stay on point, you can do anything. Trust me. We made this track to tell everybody they can follow their dreams. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. 
200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. This is Dr. Ville inside the HBC lab as we're here in the MEAC 2022 football media day. I have the legend, Coach Pugh, brought him a championship home last year. For some, he shocked the world. For a lot of folks, it's just business as usual for the South Carolina State Bulldogs. Talk about that a little bit. Dr. Kabir, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Yes. I'm doing well appreciate you. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun talking to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> From That's from the old lady from the old ladies in the groceries. I don't know if there's anybody who didn't see the celebration bowl last year. And I'm talking about people who were either there or they saw it on TV. And it was people that I don't even know for any kind of way would be interested in us. But at the same time, it seemed to touch everybody's uh chords there somehow or another in a way where they they were interested. So it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Talk about the fact that, like you said, it was old ladies stopping in the store, oh, yes. the store, you know, the Congress folks and South mm-hmm. Carolina folks. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know we do what we do, but I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. So it's good that the brand of what you see at the Celebration Bowl for what you've been working uh, and getting things done, uh, both making young boys, young men, and mm-hmm. men in terms of great families, some mm-hmm. of them getting the opportunity to extend their career mm-hmm. and at a high level. Talk about the gratification of that. Well, uh, first off, the Celebration Bowl, I'm hoping, is something that we really take into account in a way that we really understand just how valuable it is for us. It is a wonderful, wonderful property for our conference. I guess maybe us and the SWAC together. Somehow or another, we own that together. Well, it's probably the most valuable property in FCS football. Okay. So then you get an opportunity to – continue to work at and develop something that could possibly be something really – it might be – you remember when the Super Bowl first started, they just had That's about right. two, about 50,000, 25,000. Well, you know what? Well, I, I think we're getting to the point where we're going to be able to sell tickets for a pretty premium price. That's right. And no that's coming on in a way now where, you know, it's becoming a destination weekend for all HBCU fans. So I'm excited about – and so our kids have had a – a, a, a little taste of something that, you know, th- th- they feel like they can develop into something that can last them for the rest of their lives that way, Doc. So I'm excited about what we seem to have gotten going here. You know, a lot of us been a little bit of unintended consequences of what's actually just arisen through all this deal. But I can tell you that it's been about as much fun to see this thing come about as anything I've been a part of in my whole lifetime. So you've been at this for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, coming off a championship win... Mm-hmm. Um, as you are this time, is there anything to the thing out there about preparing your team to be "quote unquote" the hunted versus the hunter? <laughs> well, that part is definitely a case. You get, you definitely do understand that that the South Carolina State Bulldogs will not be able to slip in any place and win a football game. You know, kind of untested that way. You're gonna have to really bring it. Everybody's gonna give us their A game, and uh, 
you know, our guys are um, preparing to be a better football team than they were last year. Now, if that can be, you know, then I don't see why it shouldn't be. Um, we, we returned most of the guys from last year's team. Now, when you start talking about nine starters on offense and eight starters on defense, that, that, you know, I don't really know how that works because we play so many personnel groupings and that kind of stuff that, you know, that you really don't necessarily, you know, know exactly, you know, how it fits from what you were last year as opposed to what you are this coming year. But I can tell you that we've got a lot of good football players coming back. You know, our demeanor, you know, I, you know, I want to, I will, you know, all those kind of things are still strong. Our guys have worked extremely hard this summer. So we look forward to seeing this coming Tuesday when they come back in, this team as it develops on to, you know, what we'll be in the 22 season. Yeah, it should be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you brought with you quarterback Corey Fields. Mm-hmm. Young guy that is maturing in front of your uh-huh. eyes, getting better every day, and is in a lot of ways a true leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about him for a minute. Corey is uh, is is the consummate mature leader. Uh, he's a uh, very smart young man. He's uh, in in grad school. He'll be uh, uh, probably done with a uh, a master's degree sometime in the next semester. Or so yeah, and then you know he's probably more mature than I am. I, I sometimes feel bad about, you know, the stuff that I say to him because he <laughs> is probably, you know, a, a closer to being a, a family man and that kind of stuff sometimes than I am. So, you know, this guy has really uh, impressed me with his with his style, the way he carries himself, you know, the, the way he leads, you know, just being a, you know, a good, solid young man, you know, in today's uh, society that way. And you know, I just feel like, you know, he's going to work at this thing in a way where, you know, he's going to improve his numbers. Uh, he was a little over 50% passer last year. You know, he had, you know, a few more turnovers than we would have liked. You know, I think those are the things that these are the kinds of things that he'll be better at this year. So I think our team will benefit from a more mature guy in that position. And then he knows his weapons better. Uh, I think he'll understand you know, more about what his receiving core is like. Um, he's got all kinds of pieces around him that I think are top-notch caliber kinds of personnel. So I think we got a chance to be pretty good. I really do. Then on the defensive side, you told us a little bit when I got to talk to you at the uh-huh. Celebration Bowl in Atlanta mm-hmm. about Jablonski Green. You uh-huh. said, this young man is talented. You need to keep your eyes on him. Sure enough, he showed out. He did. And now he gets the chance this year to – kind of step out of a shadow because exactly. now folks are going to be looking for him to be his talent. What, what are your thoughts on him and, more importantly, that defensive side of the ball? Well, now, Jablonski and the Kobe Durant are from the same place. Right? <laughs> I, I guarantee you they are. They're from, the, <laughs> they're from the bar, South Carolina, over in that deck of the woods somewhere. Yes, sir. And they have, you know, some of the better, um, I guess, maybe football lineages mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> of anybody in a way where you know, you can pretty much bet that he'll be, you know, one of our top leaders. He we, we started him, him out as a linebacker. He stood up most of his high school career, and he still stands up and plays even at the defensive end. But now we found he, he actually ate himself out of the linebacker position. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he got up to about two ninety, yeah. I think, somewhere that neck of woods. So he and, well, he like the. 
But you know what? He look, look at it, but you can't tell it. I'm telling you. No, he's probably about two eighty five. Two two look somewhere in that neck of the woods. Can run. You know, got I mean, got good leverage, good lean to him. That kind of stuff can rush the passer. You know, athletic is all get out. So, so he'll play. Still, we'll still use him to do some of the scheme stuff that you see in in, in uh, the pro football and the college football schemes today, where you see guys, you know, drop back and, and, and drop in the coverage and that kind of stuff, along with the fact that they can rush the passer. So he's been a fun guy to watch, and you know, now he'll be able to take on more of a leadership role. You know, because of the fact that, you know, that he's been, you know, in the scheme now for a while and he knows what he's supposed to do first so he can, you know, talk about that and then go on and see if he can help other guys, you know, with their assignments too. Anything that you want to share that I didn't ask you? Uh, not really. This team has got a chance to be really special. Uh, but at the same time, you know, our league is, was so balanced last year. Yeah. You know, our games were so close. That you know, I'm sure everybody is thinking that they are going to have, you know, their shot to you know to dethrone us, and uh, you know, you you you're right, they can. I de- you, they, we definitely can be beat, but they're gonna have to beat us because uh, you know we gonna come in and t- and try to play, you know, every game as if it's the, you know, last. Uh, uh, a shot at a you know at, at out of a Roman candle. <laughs> so, when you talk about six teams, yeah. um, everybody asks different questions about that, but a lot about that. And you talked yesterday about the strength of the league and just how strong it is. But there's not a lot of room for error. Yeah, we don't know much about Morgan now with Damon taking over there uh, in uh, Baltimore. But I can tell you that uh, Larry Scott and Howard, you know, has has really done a fantastic job. Should have beaten us last year. Uh, uh, Dawson Odoms at Morgan, I mean at Norfolk, is uh, you know is is one of the better young football coaches in this country, and uh, you know they were that close to getting us last year. Right. Really, for a while, was playing as good as anybody. You got to sustain it through the whole season. Uh, Trey Oliver down at Central, you know this guy, man, you know got his team back in the last year, and during their quarters, you know from behind, you know at the end, and should have pre- probably could have beaten us if it hadn't been for a play. Or yep. two, da, da. Yep. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 Delaware State is. Right, we played them four times last right. year. <laughs> well, I've never we, seen that before. That's right. Well, what happened was <laughs> we played them twice last spring. Then we played them in the fall. Now we played them again. So it's in the last maybe year and a half we played them four, four times. times. <laughs> but time. I'm telling you, it is a, it is a. Uh, it, it'll be a, a tough deal to play all these guys again and, and, and to find a way to get through all of them on the feet again. Hopefully we can do it because I think the team that uh, that wins it will probably not lose a game. So, you know, we got to figure this out. No problem with it. And we'll be following you, bringing you all in on Black College Sports Network. With that, this is Dr. Leo inside the HBCU Sports Lab for the 2022 MEAC Football Media Day. We'll be right back with you. Uh, stay with us. We'll be right back after this break. You have none other than Coach Pugh, Buddy Pugh. Some of the best players in the land. 
A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBNOnline, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food like jerk chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992 or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, authentic Caribbean cuisine. This is Dr. Cavill with Inside the H Sports Lab. We're here for the 2022 MEAC Football Media Day. I have none other than Howard University football coach Larry Scott. How's it going? I'm doing well, Doc. How's everything going with you? I'm doing good. I'm excited, man. Yeah, I'm man. Excited, man. Like I said, dress up well. <laughs> get ready for some football this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's right around the corner. We're actually going to hurry when we get out of here, get back on the road. Um, because we got to get back and uh, the, the guys report to tonight and we start oh, tomorrow. So I see how why you guys are yeah, excited. Yeah. Oh, really excited. I really appreciate getting a chance to kind of talk with you a little bit for lunch. Just the relationship that you um, appreciate in building with these young men. Yep. Talk a little bit about that. I think that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, you have to you know get up every day uh, with the right mindset and attitude of, of why you're actually doing what you do. Um, and, and so you begin to see it as, as this is not a job for me. I think I'm living out, you know, my life's passion and what I've chosen and put in here to do. So at the end of the day, I go to work every day with my, my sleeves rolled up, willing to get my, my feet, you know, and, and hands dirty and, and mix in and get with these these young men and, and, and approach football through a holistic development standpoint and get to know them each and every day and, um, and, and help build championship people, which will bring home wins and do all those type of things and graduates and those things. So I think. Um, at the end of the day, it just goes down to why you do what you do and, and love doing what you do on a daily basis. Absolutely. Some people talk about Howard University in terms of its academics, which obviously as a professor, I have a great appreciation of that. Yep. But in terms of athletics, some people talk about the challenge. Yep. I see some things being built that are special. Football, yep. basketball, the multiple level of sports that you play that give yep. African-American, uh, black children, mm-hmm. uh, young adults, and anybody that uh, chooses to participate at Howard University to get that HBCU wow. experience. But yeah. it's called the Mecca. Yeah. Talk about how do you lose, utilize that in a positive direction? Oh, well, we, I went right at it right when we came in and said the, the program identity is built around smarter, tougher, more disciplined and together. Um, and I think um, we're going to embrace who we are, what we are, and why we're here at Howard. And that's why we're going to win. It's not going to be one or the other, but that's why we'll win. Um, you don't see Stanford University student, student athletes do that. You don't see Duke student athletes do that. You don't see the student athletes at Northwestern do that. 
um, it, it's, it's one. It's one Howard. It runs all together. And when you're one of those type of people that's built that way, your competitive excellence is going to show up in everything that you do. And so that's what we challenge our young men to do is, hey, listen, embrace the fact that you are here. You are here for a reason because you're here to get one of the finest educations this country has to offer uh, at the Mecca in a, a place like Washington, D.C. And, and you love playing football. So why can't we do all things together as one? And, and we're going to be just as successful in the classroom as we are on the field and vice versa. We don't talk about them being a, a split thing. We talk about it being in conjunction and how it works together uh, as to why we win. And when we turn around and people say, why you win? Why, why wouldn't you think we should win? We win at everything we do, everything that we touch. And we're going to compete to the, the utmost to make sure we put ourselves in a position to have that type of success. I like that clinch fish analogy in a lot of ways you put really? in there. With that being said, that schedule. Yeah. Um, I really like a lot of things that you built around that schedule, yeah. the competitiveness uh, part of it. Obviously, you yeah, have the back end with the conference, but the yeah. front end. And it matches, as you talk about these academic institutions, right, right. of how you have it with Hampton, obviously the natural HU, real HU rivalry that a lot of people talk about. Then you have a pair of Ivy Leagues, yeah. one where you play away and one at home. Right. That's significant in terms of what it provides the college athlete and their experiences, I like to frame it. Um, talk about how that came together. I know you think, when you again, you think about how you think about it being in a unique place. It's, it's very unique. Uh, and therefore, it, it causes for us and gives us opportunities to do very unique things. Uh, and when you start to really get creative with building the, the total experience for the, the student athlete, you, you look at having opportunities like that. You look at wanting to play the Ivy Leagues, the Harvards, not just any Ivy Leagues, but the Harvards and the Yales. Uh, of the Ivy Leagues. You look at one to take a trip down to Tampa and play it in, you know, in, in, at, uh, in Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida against USF and then uh, come back and go and play Morehouse in, in, up in um, Giant Stadium in the Meadowlands and, and those type yeah. of things. So those, those, like, those experiences, those venues, those opportunities when you're recruiting and you're doing and you're selling Howard, it, people get excited about that. They get, they get juiced and, and energized by the fact that we're aggressive in our scheduling, but not only are we aggressive, we're putting them in NFL venues, they're getting they're getting top-notch, first-class experiences and opportunities to go show and, and show their talents and put them on a big stage. Great point. Well said. Let's get to some of the players. You brought your quarterback, Quentin Williams, mm -hmm. defensive lineman, Damian uh, Brokenberg. Yep. Talk a little bit about those gentlemen and why they were the ones that you brought with you. It's always unique for me to ask a coach because that's a significant statement in a lot of ways. Yep. Uh, they only allow you to bring two. Yep. Might be more than that, but some reason you had to settle on two. Talk about the talent of the young men and holistically what they bring to the table. I think even you go back to last year and you take the job and you go, okay, who are some of the guys you learn? And, and Quentin Williams and Darian Brokenberg kept coming up. Uh, and one of the biggest things I needed to challenge them from from last year to this year is, is to allow, you know, they got to grow, they got to mature, they got to be true leaders and what that means uh, in the essence of just not talent being good enough. Uh, they're both fine young men. They're both great people, great human beings. They both do very well in the classroom both progressing towards their degree at a rapid rate and, and doing really well. Um, but I needed the, the leadership characteristics of who they are off the field to start to permeate throughout our young football team. Uh, and both of those guys took that leap for us. They took that step this offseason. Both became leaders on both sides of the ball for us. Uh, and they're, they're stand-up guys. They, they do it right both on and off the field. So not only do they, they lead with their, their voice and they lead, but they lead through their actions. Uh, more importantly, off the field as opposed to on the field. So uh, they took that big step and they're deserving of being here. And they're, they're both uh, both guys that are on our leadership committee, they're both leaders on both sides of the ball. Um, their maturity has come to the place of where uh, other, others around them respect them. 
know, respect not only who they are and not how talented they are, but how hard they work uh, and, and the vision that they have for wanting to win. Um, so it was great. Great point. Talk a little bit more about your offense and defensive side of the ball. What can we mm -hmm. expect this season? I think for us on, on offense, it's just continuing to grow the young talent. We had our moments and our flashes. Uh, we've added some more talented uh, guys to that. You know, it all starts up front. Uh, and to return the bulk of our offensive linemen when we had three or four guys that started for us as true freshmen up front last year uh, that have really changed their bodies through having a whole full cycle uh, of a year off, you know, gotten bigger, stronger, leaner, uh, quicker, faster, and more intelligent in the football game because we spent a lot of game, a lot of time with our football on one football intelligence courses that we use um, in the offseason. Uh, so we, it's going to be, it's going to start around them and then our young, talented players like, you know, Casey Hawthorne and, Jared Hunter and Antoine Murray, we got all those guys coming back. So we're really excited about our, our skill, um, how explosive we can be offensively, and, and, and it starts with the leadership of our, our you know, experienced now quarterback. Uh, that's got to continue to grow and have a really good training camp. Um, and then defensively, we, we went out and really attacked that on a recruiting standpoint, brought in a couple transfers to kind of shore up on the D-line and, and kind of help us on the back end. Uh, all of those guys are, are, are a year older now. Uh, again, have gotten bigger, stronger, and faster. We loved our young linebackers. They were young last year, but they've all tacked on 10, 12 pounds of muscle uh, and, and been in the classroom and, and learning. So, uh, and, and put a lot of depth there. And we love the fact that now in our secondary, we can play two or three deep and, and rotate two full groups back there and, uh, and keep guys fresh for the fourth quarter. So uh, I, I'm really excited about this football team, and I think it's going to be a different product than what most people are predicting or, or came out of last year seeing. Thank you, Coach. That'll do it for us. None other than Coach Larry Scott, Howard University football team. Look for big things. Great season. A lot of big games. Should be exciting brand of football to see. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, Doc. No problem. This is Dr. Ville with Inside HBC Sports Lab. We'll be right back after this break. Stick with us as we have a couple of more interviews to get done. Thank you. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay. Follow the Black College Sports Network and all of our shows on YouTube. You can find us at MyJBN Online and on all social media at MyBCSN1. I have in me the ability to make you a better you. So if you work hard, focus, stay on point, you can do anything. Trust me. We made this track to tell everybody they can follow their dreams. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and parenting education coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. 
It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. years Montgomery Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change today this riverfront city has been reborn embracing the past and looking forward to the future from the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival this is where history was and is made we are proud to call Montgomery home and together we can be the change Authentic Caribbean food like jerk chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Pika in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. 
In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I have it. This is Dr. Gaville inside the HBC Sports Lab. As you see, it's a live show, so we're getting it done. It looks like we'll have an interview with uh, Commissioner Steele uh, when uh, she gets ready. So let me go to the, as he gets the mic there. Hold on. There you go. Ready to go? Oh, yeah. All right. He's ready. He's ready. I sure. A little bit of a dash and dine. What, what are your thoughts so far? What, what have you learned? Wow. I'm, I'm very confident teams in, in South Carolina State and North Carolina Central. Uh, talking to them and talking to their players, they definitely know uh, what they want to do uh, and, and just how their approach will be. Um, along with that, I'll tell you why I was able to talk to that Howard group over there and, and you know, defensive end, Daniel Brokenberg and also um, Quentin Williams. And I, I told Quentin um, initially, I said, you've been over there. You've been at Howard a long time. It just feels like it. <laughs> and so and so he, he, you know, asking him what level he wants to get to um, just in his progression in his last year, he just says, you know, to finish and really wants to be that, you know, next great, you know, he's in the next great line of Howard quarterbacks that's, that have come through that program. And they feel they can be, um a winner this season so and, and and in addition i know how we love to talk about culture you talk about you know the, the the aesthetic of hbcu culture and they have it uh they talked about how you know when they went and played harvard last year how it was really a family reunion of hbcu alums that came to that game despite them playing away so them talking about culture was very important. I, lo- I, lo- I love that conversation in, that, in talking about the MEAC. So, yeah, I, I love brought it. That to the table. Most definitely. So, so I'm loved what I'm hearing from, from everyone so far and, you know, just looking forward to telling, you know, the, the, the story of the MEAC. Right. And it's going to be interesting <laughs> the rest of the year as we get in. Uh, we're coming up on the time. We're going to see if we can get you a couple of interviews, but um, they're starting to shut a couple of things down. Um, and you know we weren't able to bring you Millstead of Delaware State or Odom's of Norfolk State, uh, but they have been talking in a lot of ways. Every time you get a break, somebody is going after them. You talked about the other three programs excited, but they were right next, um, and I kind of got to sleep with, sneak in, talk with them yesterday to oh, make yeah. sure I lined them up. <laughs> so I got to see if I can start working that in uh, when you talk about the four interviews we got there. Uh, Odoms and Millstead, they both wanted to interview, but like I said, they're getting tough on the time there. Yeah, they we are. We even had a chance maybe to bring in the commissioner, but uh, she's fully engaged in the interview. So let me get some of your final thoughts as we, as we get to it to see if we can maybe sneak one or even two more in before we have to make a move. Um, again, I think this this conference, um, I, I, I think 
a lot of what you talk about um, in the beginning has been whether or not they can keep this together. And they simply want to talk about the league and what they have done. And I think that should be the focus. Uh, I think there'll be some really good football played this year. I think also along with coming again, coming out of COVID, them not really being able to have everything together. I think you'll see a better brand of football this year in the MEAC. Um, and, and I think you'll see some surprises really from top to bottom. Uh, when you're talking about Damon Wilson, he he's proven himself. He'll have that team coached up. But but when you're talking about division, this level of football, you know, he got hired late. So it's playing catch up. He, he's he, you know, he's playing, you know, from, you know, uphill at this point. So we'll see what they do, but they'll be coached well. And I think by the end of the season, nobody will want to play them. Yeah, great points you make there. Uh, question I have for you, excited about it, and a lot of things, is the fact, uh, as you do this, I always get this thing when I talk to coaches, I, I, I like to slide them up, or maybe slide them down on my predicted order. Oh, yeah. Finish, has you changed anything? Uh, any coach talked you into saying, well, maybe I need to read that? <laughs> you know what? How, Howard may have. <laughs> Howard may have. You know, <laughs> and just listen to them. It really was more players than anything, so I think, Commissioner Stills is about to come on over, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so let me get off of here. Okay. All no right. Problem. We'll sneak that back out there as a tease uh, as we have the Madam of the Hour, Madam Commissioner Sonia Stills, uh, as we get her ready to go here. We'll jump right into it. Thank you, Commissioner. How you doing? I am great. It is You're always great. stunning and wonderful. Oh. oh, thank you, sir. Being your yeah, being your best part. <laughs> I saw a sneak view of the um, small commercial that you did with the players as they came in. <laughs> My first TikTok. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that was brilliantly done. And it shows the other side, the lighter side. Yeah. And sometimes in this business world, we don't get to share that and then there's some nuances. But yeah. the fact that you did it, tell us a little bit about why you decided to do it and why that's important. Well, you know, when the staff was talking about all the stuff that they were going to do with the students, I was like, I want to do something too. Awesome. You know, I want to, I want to have, you know, have fun, you know, like you said, show a different side, you know, we want to be serious about what's going on, but there's always a fun side to it. And I absolutely loved it because the student athletes were giving me direction. Okay. You do this. Okay. Put your glasses on. And then I'm like, I, you know, I'm just serious. Yeah. They were serious about that thing. So, and, and just like, let go and have fun. Let's do it. Awesome. Now, other thing I want to talk about is I got a chance to be here a little early so I know you have all the meetings yes um, and a lot of folks were so mesmerized I don't know if that's the word I want to use but they, they really appreciated the fact that when you had one of the meetings you said all right let's get all these rumors out of it let's talk about it yes and you addressed it on the table with them I yeah. don't know how much you want to share now absolutely you will, always hoping to do that you know I share everything with you yeah you do you do and I appreciate <laughs> but I, I want to be polite in terms of how we get to it because I know some things are business and some things you can share and sure. some things you can't mm -hmm. just because of the nature of the business correct obviously on the media side it's our job to ask to see if we can get it yeah uh, but there's a side that you have to do yeah there's been the talk out there about expansion mm -hmm. uh, where are we with the expansion and um, is it true in terms of some of the expansion teams New Haven or whatever mm -hmm. how does how, how does that come along so we're, we're actually we're nowhere yet you know, um, we're still vetting, you know, um, New Haven is vetting to make sure that they were going to be a good fit for the MEAC and we're doing the same thing. So there, there's nothing 
Um, imminent. Nothing imminent, you know, and you know, there's still division two. And you know, right now there is a moratorium on um, membership into or reclassification into division one. So we're at a holding pattern until we figure out um, with the transformation that's going on in division one to figure out what division one is going to look like. And so, um, so it's kind of, you can't rush it, you know, um, and the MEAC is in a good state right now. We're good. We're solid. We have the commitment of our elite eight member institutions. So we're good. Um, but we want to make sure that we're methodical about what we do and how we bring in member institutions. That's fair. In terms of the strategic plan, you talk about the elite eight, six mm -hmm. of them playing football. Mm -hmm. Talk was out there with Howard. Yes. You uh, came on the show and addressed that up front. Absolutely. And soon after that, a statement and a final mm -hmm. decision came out for Howard. Yeah. I don't know if you've gotten the credit and I hate to see it as a gender bias, but I call it like I see it. But I think that was a significant statement from a commissioner at any level, mm -hmm. as we see all the conference churning, as we like to talk about in the academic, that you were able to keep the MEAC together, keep it strong, mm -hmm. and as you like to talk about the Elite Eight, which includes Howard University in Absolutely. terms of that final decision coming down. What can you share about your ability to put forthright in terms of the presidents and the chances of the mm -hmm. MEAC in regards to we are strong, we are mm -hmm. elite, and we have a product that people want to see mm -hmm. and a strategic plan that talks about moving them together yeah. forward. Yeah, so, you know, what the great part is, is the, the commitment from the entire council, presidents and chancellor. And so they are tremendously engaged in where they want athletics in the conference to go and so you know having you know we have the uh talk about howard and i say you know howard is committed before the statement comes out and you know i look at the blog and they say she a liar because i know i was there and i'm like well you i thought you believe in me because i believe in howard and i believe in the meag and i know we are committed as a institution so um it's tremendous, but you know, what's important is the focus on the stability and the strengthening the foundation of the eight. So working on the strategic and long range plan of knowing where we're going as a conference, you got to have a plan. So if you don't have a plan, then of course, you know, institutions are going to get antsy like, okay, but what are we doing? Where are we going? You know, is there a plan to add uh, additional members? And so you have to put in the work, you have to show um, the vision as a conference, and you have to have the buy-in from the members. Great point. Uh, last question, I wanted to give you a chance to share any information, anything to the people uh, that support uh, the MEAC in regards to at any level mm -hmm. that I didn't ask you. Well, you know, again, we created the MEAC Nation Association um, that is there for our fans and our supporters from our current members to those who are were currently were formerly in the um, the conference like Hampton, A&T, Savannah State, Winston-Salem um, so that they can stay connected to the MEAC family, connected to the HBCU culture, right fam, everybody and you know and our committee um, is derived from individuals from all those um, institutions, you know, so that we can work on improving our revenue generation for institutions, party with the purpose, you know, as you can see from my TikTok, you know, I can party. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> and as much as you party, the business that you 
uh, taken care of because I got a chance to go in yesterday and they were putting everything together for what's going to be the showtime a little bit mm -hmm. after this in terms of ESPN Plus, mm -hmm. uh, where all the coaches and center stage, the yes. electronic component they put in the background, yeah. the state of art, top notch. Mm -hmm. Last thing I said I was going to have on the bucket, I will get you off on this one because I know the time is. It's just like, why was it important to do it at that level? Wow. You know, I think Dr. Thomas, former commissioner, you know, he, he always said, you know, you don't want to be in the curve. You want to be ahead of the curve, you know, and we have great football and, and what a great way to show um, what we do in that manner. You know, you give the student athletes when they look at it to see, you know, we're putting everything into um giving them a great platform and I, I i i look i snuck over there a little bit and i'm like oh shoot i'm a man i'm like i want to get on the stage i'm trying to find my way to sneak me out there i can i can do it shoot. <laughs> nice. um, i got a couple of pictures of all the viewers and we'll make sure that show will keep up with us on facebook yeah. keep up with the MEAC, uh madam commissioner sonia steels in terms of the work that she's doing tremendous job of moving this conference forward not just holding it together uh, but big things big season in front of us not Absolutely. just for football but the rest of the sports mm -hmm. so i want to say thank you for your time thank you thank you for all the tremendous work that you're doing i'm excited about covering hbcu sports which means covering the MEAC. that's right in terms of they move forward so let's do continue. it you'll see me around getting it done oh i expect to no <laughs> doubt about it this is dr Cavill inside the hbcu sports lab we'll be right back after this last break and we'll close things off again madam commissioner sonny steels of the MEAC. thank you thank you follow the black college sports network and all of our shows on youtube you can find us at my jbn online and on all social media at my bcsn1 i have in me the ability to make you better you. So if you work hard, focus, stay on point, you can do anything. Trust me. We made this track to tell everybody they can follow their dreams. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and parenting education coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. This is Dr. Ville with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Have an excitement, man, 2022. MEAC Football Media Day, it has not let us down. It's been big and it's continuing on. You know, I had a little tease there. You weren't able to get me and I appreciate you giving the space for uh, Madam Commissioner. Absolutely, I'm gonna get up. Hey, 
I know how to wipe my feet off and leave when it when it's time. <laughs> there, there, I try. <laughs> but it was teasing out there. Did any of the dialogue that you had with some of the coaches, and I think you started to talk about Howard and you got into it. So, again, I want to ask you, did you change your predicted order of finish? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I haven't changed it, but uh, but I, I was almost there. I got you. I was almost there. Now, as you were talking to Coach Scott, I was actually talking to his players, wow. um, Quentin Williams and Darian Brokenberg. And, and I'll tell you what, you know, if you look at what they've done in the past, again, Quentin Williams has been there a long time. You're talking about – the quarterback that took over basically for Kalen Newton when he was at Howard. He's been there ever since, been in that position. And so when you look at the way that Howard, um, you know, at times has struggled, they have a lot of experience coming back and really have picked up some pieces um, in recruiting as well, talking about Eden James. But they also talked about, you know, the running backs in quarter they already have. So they're loaded. And that defense played, you know, they don't get a lot of credit, but definitely led by Brokenberg, you know, who was also their punter. <laughs> you know, ironically, which and, and it has done well, um, you know, may be able to take that next step. They they are confident. Um, they see what's going on. They hear the naysayers. But, you know, they, they try to block out the noise and just, you know, keep their head down and, and, and just play. Yeah, great points that you're making there, and you hit on all of it. Um, I'm excited about this season just in general for HBCU sports, whether that is the BAC that we're here now. They certainly have you lathered up a lot of talent in the league, uh, whether you go all the way back over there to the SWAC. Uh, starts off in a lot of ways with the MEAC SWAC Challenge, but then you have the CIAA, the SIAC. Yeah. Some great matchups in terms of what takes place. And then what we have, our independent program. Yes. In terms of what's going on. Um, as we kind of have this momentum here, and this is the last one of the four HBCU, if you would, conferences, and really the last one with all our independents. They pretty much all had their media days. Uh, what are some of your final thoughts uh, as you kind of reflect on all this? Well, I, I've kind of talked talked about this before. Just um, I'm, I'm curious to see can that momentum be capitalized on. And what I mean by that is the eyes on the product. Um, a lot of times we talk about the pageantry and, and you know, you know, definitely uh, is a factor. But along with that, the quality of football being played in all these conferences are definitely top notch. You know, don't, you know, I, I know a lot of people like to, you know, not necessarily look down, but don't think the quality of football is not is is, you know, not where it is in comparison to, of course, group of five, you know, power five or even some FB, FCS conferences or other FBS, um, FCS conferences. But the quality of football here, especially coming back into where you have routine. Um, will be better than I think it was last year. So I think when you're talking about um, it really in all these conferences, I think one of those conferences that get gets lost in the shuffle, and I was listening to it as I was um, driving up here, is the CIAA as well. Um, you know, they're known to be a basketball conference, but I think the quality of football there is played um, at, at a high level. Um, when you're talking about the MEAC, when you're talking about these teams being a united front, I think the quality of football here as teams are getting recruits and are also having more experience, I think that quality of football will be will elevate. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, better X's and O's, just better quality play. And we talk about the momentum of recruiting in the SWAC. I think the MEAC has gotten some of that, too, yeah. even with fewer teams. 
So just look for that this year coming up. Balancing all those ships. It'll uh, be fascinating to see what that looks like. I want to say thank you for listening to Inside HBCU Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcasts and our streaming platforms with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the Dean of HBCU Sports, and coming from inside the lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, obviously with our adjunct professor, Jamie Walker, standing on stage giving you the best that he does in terms of writing. Make sure you check him out as he's on Twitter. Yes, on Twitter, at SportVoiceJW. SportVoiceJW. you see me probably on everybody's shows. The ultimate utility guy. <laughs> yeah, man, we appreciate it because he comes in and does a lot of great work in terms of utility in the field and then behind the mic in terms of getting those key hits. It's big. And then he's actually out there leveraging the platform as he does uh, play-by-play for a lot of the various levels inside HBCU and outside of it. Uh, providing a voice uh, that is connected with HBCU. So we appreciate him for that. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Viz Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watson, Charles Bishop. Every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time, we'll be back next week to give you some updates. Uh, tried to give you all the coaches, like I said, they're moving around. With that being said, uh, this is Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, uh, D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram. I think we got one more. Let's hold it up. We got Coach Mills at Delaware State. I think he's searching we'll, for us over here coming this way. We will see. See if we can get him in here before we sign off in terms of what's going on there. Uh, and, and and we'll get him locked up. Yep, he's coming this way. Right. So, so I'm going to get off we'll of here. That move and then we'll hold on to this close to get this in here. Uh, certainly want to get Coach Mills stead in terms of what he's able to do. Appreciate you, Coach. Just in time. I don't think we was going to close it out, but we saw you coming this way with this bead. We was like, no, we're going to get this one. We're going to get this one in. We're going to get this one in. So go ahead. Get you, get you ready to go. Again, uh, this is Coach Bill Steph, Delaware State University. How has your football media day been going thus far? So far, so good. Uh, enjoying the conversations. It's always a good day when you're able to talk, uh, talk about Delaware State University football. I love it. I love it. Uh, talk a little bit about the players that you brought with us. I've been kind of asking this question to a lot of coaches. For me, it's always unique from my perspective uh, when you have to pare it down to two guys um, and finding out why a particular coach decided to bring um, the guys that you bring in terms of uh, a media day. Well, this year uh, was, was difficult. Uh, offensively, uh, we have a young man that, that I, I thought about bringing, uh, but he was in a an internship program that he couldn't leave. And uh, so I went down to uh, who's the next guy um, that I feel knows a lot about our offense. And it, it's no brainer. It's Bazette Woodley. He's been starting since he was a freshman, a true freshman, uh, his freshman year. Uh, he got the ultimate goal and uh, our dream. And to be on ESPN, you got Moss and be recognized for that against a play against Bethune Cookman. And uh, so he. Uh, it's a no-brainer. It's a young man that uh, I personally recruited myself and uh, brought to Delaware State, and he has bought into what we're doing. And there's uh, uh, no other player that can exemplify what Delaware State football is. Is the guy who's come and started his freshman year, just like his head coach. I really get a chance uh, and appreciative of getting to talk to you last season, doing uh, the weekly media uh, sessions that we have. And one thing that I always get from that is just 
the straightforward, the way that you talk about the game of football and your team, and it gives me a great appreciation. Does that really turn over to the players in terms of how you uh, seem to motivate them as young men about this is bigger than just the game, about setting you up for life? Absolutely. Uh, you know, football's a vehicle. I've said it a million times, and some people kick back by it, but it's a vehicle. It takes you to a destination. It's not something you can play in your 60s or 70s. I know Tom Brady's trying to make me a liar. Break, yeah, break all those rules. But uh, someday he's still going to Exactly. At some day, some point, he's going to have to put that jersey up and hang that helmet up. And uh, I, I want our guys to understand, enjoy it while it lasts, regardless of where your destination may take you. Your destination may not take you where Coach Milstead's destination dropped him off. Okay, yours may take you after college and then you're done. Yours may take you farther than Coach Milstead, but one day you're going to have to hang that helmet up, and when you hang it up, you have something else to fall fall back on. Really uh, nice schedule that you got set up with some big-time games, conference on the back end, obviously, but front you have non-conference game. As we get into that, tell us about on the offensive side of the ball, who are some of the key players we can look forward in terms of some of those matchups? Oh, I'm excited. I'm truly excited. This is the first year uh, since I've been the head coach that we've had an opportunity to have our starting quarterback come back. Mm. Okay, Jared Lewis was a sophomore last year. He'll be a junior this year. Uh, he's really uh, uh, just took command of that position at quarterback wow. and made it his own. He was very disappointed last year. He he thought that his uh, his work uh, had uh, earned him an opportunity to be on one of those all MEAC teams, and it didn't happen. So uh, that's something that's over top of his locker. Chip. Yep. Chip. That's something that's over top of his locker. Uh, he's a big playmaker for us. Uh, a big part of our success offensively was because of his arm and his legs. And so uh, he's excited. Our receiving core, of course, we lost Trey Gross and Quana Colley, but we got Bazette Woodley who's been there. And uh, one thing that Trey and Quana did was they um, they mentored the younger guys Okay, that we had. We had a core of, of freshmen and sophomore receivers that didn't get a lot of playing time last year. But got a chance to watch Trey, work with Trey, watch film with Trey, and learn how to be a Division One football player. And this offseason has been remarkable once they got their opportunity. Offensive line, uh, we lost two. We went out and got two. We ended, we had uh, four freshmen, true freshman offensive linemen that we developed in our program. And now they've had uh, a 20 season that we didn't play, a 21 spring. They've had a 21 fall. They're, they're ready to go. Good. So off, offensively up front, we're, we're going to be in decent shape. And, of course, everyone wants to know what happened to our running back. He transferred. That's a transfer for him. Yeah. That's that's part of the new uh, process of, of football now. Um, instead of giving him the ball 20 to 30 times a game, we give it to five or six different running backs and we keep press legs going forward. So that's going to be our philosophy offensively. Defensively, I mean, the stats don't lie. Number one defense in the, in, in, in the conference. And – and all those guys are coming back. So uh, hopefully uh, we've matured, which I think we have. I, I think the immaturity last year of playing a lot of freshmen uh, really helped us. And so we're excited about this upcoming season. Yeah, that defense is talented. I'm not sure a lot of people really have realized just how much talent is on defense. As you said, stats tells you a lot. But that linebacker core, the tenacity of the front uh, four, if you would, and then the back end. A lot of talent out there and kept you in a lot of games last year. So give us a couple of more names on defense that we can well, keep you, Well, you got Isaiah Williams, uh, first-team all-conference, and Isaiah Guthrie, first-team all-conference defensive back. 
I okay. just wanted the people yeah. to hear. <laughs> Kamari, Kamari Jackson. Um, you, you got uh, Bruce uh, Brooks Parker. He's an outside linebacker, senior outside linebacker. And then we have a host, Aiden Weber, Mario Goins inside, internal linebackers, Jesus Robinson inside. Uh, our defensive backs, you got Jawan Granger, who was here last year, who graduated, could have put his name in the portal uh, to go some, uh, someplace else. He comes back to be uh, with us. Romel Harris, probably one of the taller defensive safeties in the league. He's six four and a half. Uh, a safety that's coming back. And uh, we got Charles Peeler, uh, who transferred in from Arizona a few years ago uh, on the short side, but one smart football player. So our defense uh, hasn't changed. The same guys you saw on the program last year uh, and, and this year, they're one year uh, more mature and uh, looking for competing for this championship. Coach Milstead, share with us anything that I didn't ask you that you want to make sure people understand about the Delaware State. University Hornets in the football program, particularly. Well, the one thing that you'll see that's going to be different this year is going to be consistency. Last year, I felt that we were a little inconsistent at times. Uh, I felt that we started games off slow and then tried to kick it in. Um, uh, and so this year, it's off season really focused on being more consistent uh, and playing uh, top football uh, as soon as the ball is kicked. We can't spot a team a quarter, a half, and then want to turn it on. We have to come out the gate smoking all cylinders rolling because that's what good football teams do. No doubt about it. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBCU Sports Lab. You heard it here at the 2022 MEAC Football Media Day from Coach Millstead. Delaware State Hornets, look for them to do some big things this year. Uh, know what they do on the defensive side, but now they're going to have an offense that's going to support it as well. Should be an interesting season. I'm excited about the Hornets and what they get done on the football field. Thank you for your time, Coach. Thank you. This is Dr. Bill Inside HBCU Sports Lab. Let's go to another commercial. Um, I see uh, that we are getting to the top, and it's about time for the tune over. But uh, come back with us, and we'll see if we can give you one last break. Uh, and stick with us. We'll be right back after that break. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want to lock, yeah, and who the ball, who the ball. 
So listen to Professor Yesa yes, And pay attention boy. Cause he gonna teach a lesson Dr. Cavill with Inside HBC Sports Lab. I'm so used to talking into my own mic. I'm I know. Pick it up. <laughs> Looking at all these different things going on. We're winding down. Um, and I think we brought it up to the top of the hour. See uh, Coach Odom's doing the last interview. We're going to see if we can sneak on maybe just a little bit and bring him in when we would get everybody. If not, uh, we'll certainly bring it to you. So I'm going to bring it back to Jamie again as you break it down. What are some of the key games? that you're looking forward in terms of particular matchups that uh, that you would identify and say, hey, these are some games if you're just into HBCU football, certainly if you're a MEAC fan, these are the games that you should keep your eyes on because they may be ones that are surprised in terms of upsets or key matchups that are going to determine a championship between the teams that you see at the top. Well, there's a couple of teams that I think um, merit that, definitely South Carolina State versus uh, North Carolina Central. I think when you're looking at the way that that defense is stacked up, Jablonski Green coming off the edge, that defense is perennially good. In other words, they, you know, up front, they're able to stop the run. You have a, a dynamic quarterback in Davius Richard who uh, from Central who can absolutely sling the ball along with his mobility being able to, to run. I think it presents a unique because he's proven that he can increase his passing. What I gathered from Corey Fields of, of South Carolina State is that he's been targeting his completion percentage in particular. He wants to be able to be a better passer. And if you saw that second half of that celebration bowl, you know he's more than capable of doing it. So I think it's a possible shootout, but I think that game is one of those games um, that you look at in the MEAC that can determine the winner along with um, games with Norfolk State. But just in general, when you're talking about um, HBCU matchups in general, if you go, you know, let's say – hey, let's get into the swag. Jackson State versus Southern. Uh, I think it's one of those games because I think a lot of, of, I won't say hype, because Southern, you know, last year showed flashes of being able to be a, a more than capable team. Um, I think it'll demonstrate whether or not they play one week and then you see that same matchup again in the swag championship game. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see just how they develop. But uh, you got a lot of matchups, um, you know, within within all conferences that will determine a bunch of stuff. So we'll we'll see what happens going forward. Let me see if we can get to Herman Shelton. He was looking over here, but he didn't walk off. I guess he had to get on the phone because he's interviewed a lot of the players. So I wanted to get some of his perspective on the players, but we'll see maybe if we can get him back in a little bit. Uh, but with that being said, what were some of the things, as you also talked to a couple of players, and you mentioned throughout the show, but what are some of the things that have stand out about what you've heard the players say versus uh, some of the great interviews we've had with coaches? Well, definitely you can see the confidence growing uh, within all of the players. I, I've talked to, I, I think, the only players I didn't get to talk to were um, um, Dale State's players and also Norfolk State's players weren't necessarily in the room. But um, when you talk to especially, you know, South Carolina State's players. We talk about Corey Fields. You talk about Jablonski Green. You can they exude confidence. They yeah, they've they, been they, there. They, they, people don't realize they're literally the next table. Yes, over. they are. Um, and they've had some significant media folks along with Norfolk State, obviously Coach Odom's being a local team, uh, but just the way they've handled it. Yes. Uh, being up front, um, being sharp down, you can tell that they enjoy it, but they're about the business. Uh, of being and representing South Carolina State 
and it's going to be interesting to see how much does that translate on the field. Because as I said to Coach Herder, but if you and he said it, and it, it, it can happen, but he likes to see where the players are. It's about it's a little different than when you have the bullseye on your back, right? Oh, definitely. So it's going to be interesting to see what that looks like, and you're talking about some of that. Anybody else? I would say North Carolina Central as well. I think they they found you know they won that Miax Wax Challenge last year against Alcorn State, so they came in with confidence into the season, but kind of tailed off at the end, had some injuries. You know, didn't play, you know, like they wanted to. And talking to, you know, Coach Oliver, they want to finish. They want to improve. And so they feel this is their opportunity to get into that celebration bowl as well. So um, looking at, you know, both Brandon Codrigan and and Davis Richard, you know, they also exude that confidence that you need going into the season. So, you know, we'll see what happens with them. But I like where they are right now. When you, when you get back to it and you get on the other side, what are some of the things that you talk about as you go forward, as you say, the utility man? What are some of the things that are identifiers that, uh, that you look at in terms of saying where a team is at a given time of the year? Well, definitely. I, I love, and I've used this word before on other shows, with me, uh, because, you know, we're in the transfer portal world. And a lot of, you know, new players and shiny toys go to go to different spots. But it's nothing like the recruiting that you get in players that have been in a program for a long time. Being able to know, especially when the head coach and those players are in place, it's nothing like having all of that in, in just um, having the continuity to be able to elevate your game based on that. You kind of finish each other's sentences for lack of a better term. You know what you're getting in that team. Um, it's great to have talent, and talent does win. But when you have a team that's been put together and they know their role with that squad, you know, it, it, it's a great thing to see. So I like that kind of um, that kind of team um, even more so than I like, you know, the, the shiny pieces at first. Let me ask you this question because you've lived in both worlds. Yes. You've had a chance with North and being part of the celebration mode. Not the MEXWEC challenge necessarily as of late, um, but now as you cover it and see what's going on with what are your thoughts in terms of starting the season with the MEXWEC challenge, the uniqueness between the MEAC and SWAC, and then closing with the celebration mode? You know, what is that in, in general you see about that, and do you see it as unique and important in the overall landscape of the FCS space? I think it's very important because I, I think when you're talking about, you know, yes, HBCUs in this division are, are FCS teams, but I also think it brings together what you are in the, in the cultural, you know, example as well. Um, I think beginning with the MEAC-SWAC Challenge, you know, and being on national TV, being able to have that kind of exposure um, along with playing, you know, who you may play in the in the celebration bowl and just conference pride i think is is big and then ending the season with that getting to that game i think it gives hope to be to be within that game and along with putting a bowl literally celebrating the best of hbcu um, football i think puts a a great shiny bow on it so i love the way it is or it has been you know just set out really for years to come and and hope it continues yeah with that um we're going a little long over there with coach odom so i, I was hoping maybe we can get him in but it, it looks like it might be a challenge in terms of what we're doing here 
I wanted to say uh, great thanks to Brian as uh, he's dealt with us uh, trying to get all this in and spend a lot of time uh, really helping us do the final production of this. Uh, we'll see if we can get through this outtake um, before we can sneak in, Coach. If not, we'll, we'll close it there. Again, I want to say thank you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab as we make sure that you uh, share our podcast and your streaming platforms with your friends and our colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab of the College of HBC Sports with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop. Uh, we had standing in our adjunct professor, Jamie Walker, uh, bringing his knowledge and perspective of everything there. Oh, well, Coach got in. <laughs> Let's see if we can get it every time we're trying to wrap up the show. Wrap up. This will be the last coach. See if you can pull Let me see if there. I can. Yeah, while, while I, I hold it down to that, we're going to see if we can pull in Coach Odom's uh, coming over with his second stint in terms of um, SBC. Um, so he is coming, so we're going to be able to get all the coaches in. It's a big deal. So this is, appreciate Coach Odom's in terms of what he's done. Uh, with his stellar career, um, now leading Norfolk State, the Spartans. Should be an exciting season in front of you. Get it all together for you. Appreciate you, Coach. How you doing? It's good to have you. Always a pleasure. Oh, man, pleasure all mine. Um, I'm in there. Let's just jump into it. Talk a little bit about your team. What are the expectations? Um, obviously, the darling of the media right here at home. A lot of folks are interested in the Norfolk State. And I think they should. Well, I think, you know, anytime you get closer to the season, you got an opportunity for some anxiety to kick in. We know kickoff is right around the corner. Camps are approaching and it's football season. And year two, I hope yield better results than year one. Uh, I think we got a good football team. Uh, we got a group of guys that understand our process a little bit better in year two. And hopefully we can get them going in the right direction. Uh, we got a great fan base. Uh, got a great institution that we're working for and have great leadership in Dr. Adams Gaston and uh, our president of the university and our athletic director, Melody Webb. So we're going in the right direction. We're doing it the right way. We're chopping wood, carrying water, and falling in love with the process. Yeah, I heard you talk about that over the years and have really had a great deal of respect uh, over there at Southern and the SWAC. Now you transition to some of that framework, but I think it's important in terms of how you build a program in the Miyake and Norfolk State. So talk about why it's important and, and sometimes how long it takes to build the unique culture that talks about all four quarters throughout the season and making it to the final destination. Well, it's very important, especially it's all about time frame. I think uh, the hiring process is very important to that time frame. Uh, we got in late April, first uh, of May, and that's a tough time frame to be able to put your process and philosophies in place to know the place that you're working at. So everything's an adjustment and adaptability on the run. So you're adapting and adjusting every day because you don't really know the lay of the land. You're two, you're more comfortable, have a better understanding of the people you're working with and you're gaining trust in them and they're gaining trust in you. Got a better relationship with your players. So they're trusting you and, 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 and you trust in them. So it, it's tough. Uh, but I think once you get past that first year and you get the relationship stuff out the way, you're able to focus on football and, and process. And I think having spring ball to implement some of the schematic things that you're doing and the technical things that you want to work on and then getting them here in the summer and, and hopefully you continue to build on that. And then you come to fall camp healthy and you got a better outlook on the season. And I think that's where uh, we're at going into year two. I think that's what gives us a better outlook and, 
and give us some better promise as we get ready to go. And I think this football team will be ready. We got a lot of work to do, but I think they're willing to put the time in to be the best football team that we can put out there. Let's go on the offensive side of the ball. One thing that I know about your teams is always being physical. That means running the ball, but also being able to make some big plays in the passing game. Well, what can we look forward on the offensive side of the ball for Norfolk State this year? Well, we'll be a spread football team, and we're going to take whatever the defense gives us. And uh, Coach Myers, our offensive coordinator, is doing an outstanding job of making sure that he prepared the quarterback position to understand that. Uh, you can't take everything away because you're an odd number. And when you're playing with 11, you're an odd number. you got six somewhere and five somewhere. So uh, I think when you understand that um, in the conflict, and putting guys in conflict. I think our offense does an outstanding job of creating conflict. And if we execute at a high level, we're going to be successful. Those guys do a great job on that side of the ball of trying to find the, the mismatch and trying to find a way to to give our offense an opportunity to be successful. So we'll be spread. We're going to attack you, but we're just going to take what you give us. On the defensive side of the ball, oftentimes people are talking about attacking defense, but in a lot of ways that you just alluded to, defense, you're looking for those mismatches as well, trying to figure it out. But from a defense perspective, what can we expect from the defense of the Spartans? Well, I think we'll be much, much better because of a second year. Uh, second year coordinators, guys in the program for the second year. So I think communication. I think last year we had some communication breakdowns. Uh, we struggled in the department a little bit. But I think, as you see us uh, this year, you can see us a much better defense. And we return a lot of players. So we got a lot of depth in our, in our 22 guys returning uh, from a year ago. Uh, we got, uh, I think, 19 of those guys coming back. So we got a great opportunity for some continuity on defense. And that, to me, is where it started. If you can have great communication and play with great desire and effort and determination, you got a chance to be really good on defense. Uh, we had some schematic breakdowns a year ago. We didn't put a lot of stuff in because, again, we got here late. So now we're able to move forward and really get these guys coached up from a scheme and technical and fundamental standpoint. So as technique can continue to improve, I think we're going to be a very good football team on defense as we get ready for this 2022 season. I know you got to get ready to go, but the uh, last question I wanted to ask was more in regards to the players that you brought today. Uh, why would they chosen in terms of the guys that you want to bring? I know oftentimes it makes a statement in terms of a coach. Uh, and you could, if they would, you might bring more. But what was special about these two kids and why? Well, both guys are returning players for us. They're captains. They're leaders on a football team. They have their degree, so they're they're good football players and they're good people. Okay. Uh, they're pros. Um, in their craft and their, their, their pro people. And that to me is what's important. And they echo what our process is all about. They look like our process. They sound like our process. And it's about A's, B's, championships and degrees. And they already have their degree. So they're falling in place. So I think um, when you look at that as a coach, sometimes you bring the best players. Sometimes you bring the guys with the best character. But at the end of the day, they got to be what your program's supposed to look like. Last thing, I'll let you do it in terms of anything that I didn't ask you that you want to say to the Spartan fans or just in general to the listeners out there what they can expect about Norfolk State Spartan football. Well, the biggest thing is is that uh, I think it's an exciting time. I think last year we had a taste of success. We're looking to see if we can take the next step in 2022. Got a good football team. We got some position battles that's going to take place. We got some uncertainty, but we'll figure that out through fall camp, and we got a challenging schedule. So, uh, get your tickets for those five home games and come support the Spartans. 
we need that support. We appreciate you, and uh, we look forward to seeing all of you in 22. Thank you, Coach Odom. Always a pleasure. Uh, thank you for getting a chance and getting in telling us a little bit about the Northwest State Spartans. This is Coach Odom bringing you here for the 2022 MEAC Football Media Day, giving you all the insights you need to know as they get ready to tune in for the next side as they go to ESPN. Thank you for that extra time and getting over here to interview with us. It means a lot. This is Dr. Gaville with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Closing up on the show today, follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, as D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L, Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, Facebook and Inside the HBCU Sports Lab on Twitter. Uh, dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. For those that know it out there, courts, lecture, dismiss. Thank Yeah. I love my HBCU And boy I love it, love it I love it, love it I love my HBCU And man I hope my team they won one I hope my team they won one Yeah, man I hope my team they won one I hope my team they won one I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, she's tired. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talkin they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they won a loss. Yeah. And who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor Yesa yes, and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. Follow the Black College Sports Network and all of our shows on YouTube. You can find us at MyJBN Online and on all social media at MyBCSN1.